You're listening to Kyle Warren. Just one day after 13 U.S. service members lost their lives in the terror attacks there at Kabul airport in Afghanistan, President Biden has been told that another terror attack is very likely, we understand. Of course, U.S. forces on very, very high alert. And folks, let me tell you this. The Taliban say that they're ready to come in and take over the airport when the Americans finally leave, evidently still on August the 31st. Well, they can try to take it over, I guess, but... Gee, I don't know. Don't you think they might, I don't know, put a few craters in that runway after they go? Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you. And uh, we're glad to be with you here on the program today, although I do wish it was under different circumstances, folks. The devastating attack at Kabul airport has just devastated Americans. Uh, We are grieving. Uh, We are very, very angry. And we are very, very defiant uh, as to what has happened uh, in uh, Kabul. And again, the president being told that uh, another terror attack is very likely. Uh, The president yesterday coming out and talking uh, to the press Uh, Those moments, especially when Joe Biden simply put his head down, uh, folks, that was, I think, him saying, telegraphing to the world, he has nothing left. We're going to talk about this and much more on the program today. But once again, first, welcome to the program. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. It is Friday, August 27th. 2021, and we have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today. And of course, later on this evening, I'll be a guest on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program uh, with Salem host Captain Matt Bruce uh, as the program goes out along the Salem Media Group of stations, also along the GCN network as well from the Captain's home base flagship station, AM860, there in Tampa, Florida. All that begins at 11.05 p.m. Pacific. 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. The captain and I will have, of course, a complete wrap-up of all of the day's events, everything that's transpiring in Afghanistan, uh, what to expect, and, of course, other breaking news as well. But no doubt, no doubt what's happening in Afghanistan is definitive now. I think of the Biden presidency. I said several nights ago, on with the captain, I said, this is Joe Biden's presidency. This is going, this is it. Uh, nothing that comes after this uh, is going to, um, is, is going to be uh, definitive of his presidency at all. Uh, we've still got Nancy Pelosi trying to get the $3.5 trillion package through and all this other stuff. But I got to tell you this, Americans, Americans are singularly focused to, a, I think, a great degree on what is happening in Afghanistan. And again, just to set the record straight, this has nothing to do with whether or not the United States should pull out of Afghanistan or should have pulled out of Afghanistan uh, long ago. That debate has been settled completely, I believe. Um, It is not not a, a, a function 
of whether or not we should continue a war and go on for another 20 years and send a bunch more troops over there and this kind of stuff as it's being made out to be by the White House and by President Biden himself at every turn. We seem to have these spokespeople saying, well, look, there's it's really just this binary choice here. We could either continue the big war and President Biden decided not to do that or we could, you know, we could leave Afghanistan. But it's nothing to do with whether or not we should leave Afghanistan. It has everything to do with what exactly is happening as we're doing it because it's been done so poorly because you don't take the military out. I mean, this just seems remedial. To me, and, and I know it is to you too, but it, it's got to be said. You don't take the military out and then say, well, let's see if we can get these people out of here. It, it just, it makes no sense. That's number one. Number two is you don't leave $85 million worth of equipment, helicopters, Humvees, MRAPs, uniforms, uh, weapons, small arms, rifles, uh, every manner of military equipment for the Taliban to feast on. This is ridiculous. Well, they really can't fly the helicopters. Well, not yet. They're going to find people who know how to do it. Oh, by the way, there might be some trapped Americans there that they might coerce into showing them how to use the equipment. There's going to be the Chinese that are coming in, and they've got their eye, of course, on the natural resources, the rare earth uh, minerals and so forth, uh, metals, rather, that are going to be in the, um, the, that they're going to be able to get mining rights for, especially lithium, by the way. And all this goes together, but you've given them all this stuff. And number three, of course, is you, you just don't, negotiate and trust the Taliban to provide perimeter security for U.S. forces. Okay? There is no reason in God's green earth why you have to have the one perimeter is going to be just around, you know, you know we're inside Kabul airport and everything else outside is just Taliban land. You know, this doesn't have to be that way. As far as I can tell, but be that as it may, you still don't trust the Taliban. And you don't come out and say, well, the Taliban are the... And, and oh, also, by bonus, bonus, you don't give the Taliban the kill list of all the people they hate and want to murder and behead or behead and um, kill their families. This is horrible stuff to talk about, by the way. Kill their families, and if they find out you're a converted Christian, they'll just set you on fire. We're not exaggerating this stuff, folks. So it's not about whether or not we should end the war in Afghanistan. It's about whether or not you have a completely incompetent thing that has now gotten 13 of our service members, 12 Marines and one Navy corpsman killed. So now we're paying for this with blood. This is unacceptable. This is not something the American people are ever going to say, well, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's not. And I'll tell you right before we go to break here, we grieve with the families. We honor the service of the servicemen. This is, again, a very sad day. And um, 
we are thankful to them because they have helped provide the freedom that we so cherish. Stay right there. We have so much more to tell you about. You're listening to Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETs can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETs helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVET service officer or to learn more, visit AmVets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is, and thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner and intro. And we're going to hear a brand new Edwards Notebook a little bit later on in the program. Folks, welcome back to the show. We're we're tracking Hurricane Ida, by the way. Now, this is the Friday slash weekend edition. You may be hearing this later on in the weekend. As of right now, it looks like it was going to pass over Cuba, but then it's going to go into the Gulf and pick up a lot of um, a lot of strength, unfortunately. But welcome back to the program, folks. And we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there. And uh, once again, uh, if you're in the path of Ida, uh, and again, it looks like it's coming right for Louisiana, uh, could go right and looking to go right into New Orleans, for example. Uh, you want to be uh, very, very aware of this. You want to pay attention, close attention to your local uh, to your local um, uh, news and information services uh, and outlets 
um, and also uh, with the predicted storm surge of some 7 to 11 feet, 15 inches of rain in some parts, um, that is going to be overwhelming. So if it is, uh, if you're in the low areas where you know the storm surge is going to is going to really get you, um, you got to get out now. Uh, don't waste any time. And again, listen to local news, local authorities, and uh, be sure to evacuate uh, if told to do so because obviously we want you uh, to be safe. So again, we'll continue tracking it. We'll have updates, by the way, later on tonight on the Captain's America Third Watch. Um, And of course, uh, we'll let you know exactly what's going on then as well. Uh, But once again, folks, welcome back to the program. And if you like what we do here, we sure do encourage you to subscribe. We also encourage you uh, to share the program on social media. Uh, to tell your friends about the program. And uh, we do appreciate it when you do that. And uh, also give us a shout out. Let us know where you're listening from. Um, or I should say, give us a direct message and we'll give you a shout out uh, until, if you let us know where you're listening from. Um, okay, so once again, uh, back uh, to what's happening in Afghanistan. Uh, the president being told uh, that uh, another terror attack uh, is likely uh, this uh, from CNBC. He was uh, uh, the president told on Friday by his national security team another attack uh, was likely. Um, and of course, yesterday's bombing killed 113 people altogether. Now, this includes the 13 U.S. service members. This was a coordinated, as they call a complex attack, because it involved. Um, other uh, ISIS-K gunmen's uh, gunmen evidently uh, opening fire uh, just prior to the uh, to the explosion. So this was coordinated. Uh, how you know people are saying, well, how did they get through the Taliban checkpoints? Well, I think it's kind of obvious how they might have gotten through the Taliban checkpoints. Um, and unfortunately, folks, uh, you know, we're hearing things like, well, you know, there's the Taliban and ISIS-K don't really get along. But they do have some pretty um, common goals, uh, one would think. Uh, And uh, most unfortunately, of course, this is the order of the day um, in this uh, kind of situation. And uh, as I said on the captain's program last night, you know, the ISIS-K is said to have broken off uh, from the Taliban proper, quote, as if there can be such a thing. Oh, and by the way. They have a spokesperson. Uh, this this uh, it astonishes me uh, beyond everything that you have this this group of the Taliban, but then they have a spokesperson who comes out and talks to the news media. Um, and um, and and what was he saying the other day? Oh, people can leave. Yes, they can leave. No, they can't. Um, you know, it's it's really real. I mean, they just think we're stupid. I, I guess, but. Obviously, we're not. But uh, the Taliban, uh, the ISIS-K broke off from the Taliban, evidently because they weren't Taliban-y enough for them. Okay, so this tells you exactly the kind of of um, horrific nature that ISIS-K really is all about. The president, of course, also uh, and I think we have this quote. Let me let me see if we have this. Uh, The president had this to say about the bombing in Afghanistan. And he had this to say some six or five or six hours following the 
uh, greatest number of U.S. casualties in Afghanistan in a decade, and the first U.S. casualties since, what was it, May, oh, pardon me, February of 2020, and it took the president six hours to come out and say the following. Let's listen in. Given in the service of liberty, the service of security, and the service of others, in the service of America, like their fellow brothers and sisters in arms who died defending our vision and our values in the struggle against terrorism, of the fall on this day, they're part of a great and noble company of American heroes. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. Joe Biden. Uh, President Joe Biden. And of course, the words are there. Okay, I'm not criticizing the words that were said. Not at all. I think everyone agrees that these are a special kind of hero that they that lost their lives at Kabul airport. There's no doubt about that. What I have issue with is number one, it took the president hours and hours to come out and say anything. I think that sends terrible messages, uh, not only to the Taliban on the ground there, but it sends terrible messages to Beijing and Moscow, not, and of course, also, and most importantly, to the American people. Where is our commander-in-chief? What are they doing huddling in the White House? Um, you, know, the, you know, come out with a statement. Come out to the, make a statement. Make a statement and say, I'll be back in a little while. I want to make sure that everyone understands exactly what the position of the United States of America is that we're going to hunt down and we're going to bring to justice those who created or who who made this attack happen, who killed our people. And he said that, right? He said, we'll hunt you down and, and make you pay. But my, one of my first, well, my, one of my first impressions was he doesn't have the fire in the belly. I don't think he's, he's making any Taliban or ISIS K person quake in their boots. Okay. I think that, and I mentioned Moscow and Beijing. Well, now they're thinking, hey, we could probably do whatever we want while Biden is president because there's going to be, they're completely discombobulated at the White House and in the administration. It's, 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 they're discombobulated. I think that's a major problem, obviously. But Biden says, we'll hunt you down and make you pay. There's no fire in the belly for this. He doesn't seem like every fiber of my being right it's it's not that kind of talk but what it's what it, to me the impression was this is something you say and then they're going to move on they're going to do what they're going to do they're going to get they're going to pull out on the 31st and that's going to be it and president biden saying what he said my second impression was with what who was who going to hunt them down? And how are you going to hunt them down and make them pay? We're leaving Afghanistan. And we're not only leaving Afghanistan, 
but the, the Taliban are going to kill everybody else that we couldn't get out, whoever helped us. And whoever helped us certainly isn't going to help us anymore because they're going to be dead or they're going to be so mad and so disillusioned at the United States and the promises that were made to them. We don't have any, we'll, we won't have any friends. We don't have any eyes and ears. We don't have anything like that. So the, I, I hate to say it, but the, the laughable notion that Joe Biden is going to, you know, wake up every day and walk into the situation room and say, okay, people, where are we with hunting these people down and making them pay? And they're going to say, Mr. President, with what? With what resources? Oh, well, you can go over the horizon. We'll go over, we'll go over the horizon and we'll, hold on, and and then we'll get them, right? It, it's, that's, uh, the, I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, it, this is, because this is so serious. And uh, I got to tell you, folks, you know, this was a, just a dark day. But uh, those uh, men and women over there in Afghanistan in uniform, they're doing their best. And we honor them and we appreciate the sacrifices that they're making. And yesterday, 13 American service people gave the ultimate sacrifice. Folks, stay right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. In June of 1630, John Withrop landed in Massachusetts Bay with 700 people in 11 ships, thus beginning the Great Migration. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. During the Great Migration, 20,000 Puritans sailed for New England. The Puritans so believed that this new world would be free of the corruptions in their own church-state homeland, they called their colony a Zion in the wilderness and a city upon a hill. Winthrop stated that the aim of the colonists was to advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and to enjoy the liberties of the gospel thereof in purities and in peace. In 1638, the colony in New Haven, Connecticut was adopted for as much as it hath pleased Almighty God by the wise disposition of His divine providence and well knowing where a people are gathered together, the word of God requires that to maintain the peace and union of such a people there should be an orderly and decent government established according to God in order to dispose of the affairs of the people of all seasons as occasions shall require. May we today seek divine providence before it's much too late. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue to race through 
and rock it through this Friday slash weekend edition. Glad to be with you. Thanks for spending time with us here on the program today. And of course, I'll be a guest later on on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com for links to listen live to the Captain's flagship station. That's Captain Matt Bruce, of course, to his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. And the program begins, of course, 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. That would be early Saturday morning, and we hope to see you there. Um, Okay, so we're going to continue to talk about Afghanistan here in just a moment. Um, We're going to hear some of my appearance from earlier this morning on the Captain's America. Uh, We got a great call as well uh, uh, that I think is in this segment here uh, that we'll hear in just a few minutes. Uh, So you definitely want to stick around for that. Um, But let's tell you about here real quick. uh, Democrats are now attacking the Supreme Court for blocking the Biden eviction moratorium. This from Fox News. Democrats are lashing out at the Supreme Court for blocking President Biden's eviction moratorium. Quote, if a federally imposed eviction moratorium is to continue, the ruling said about the moratorium, Biden imposed as a means of protecting renters financially affected by the coronavirus, quote, Congress must specifically authorize it. This is nothing new. Uh, Now, obviously, there are different states. I think California is one of them. They are continuing an eviction moratorium, I think, at least through October. Uh, There are other states that are doing uh, six or seven of these states, I think, are doing uh, pretty much the same thing. But this was already uh, and the Democrat uh, Democrats in Congress knew this was coming. Because Justice Kavanaugh had said not all that long ago when they had reviewed it before and said, look, you know, this this has to be done. You know, this is in the purview of Congress, basically, is what he said. And he's right about that. So they could get together and do something about this. And even Joe Biden came out. And he said, look, we know this is, you know, constitutional people think, well, maybe this won't pass muster, but it'll just buy some time and and so forth. So it's interesting how all this is is going along. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with 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 society trying to make sure that people are not going to be adversely affected by the pandemic. We get it. Um, but at the same time, there's supposed to be all this money that's supposed to go to landlords to pay the rent. Because, by the way, folks, the landlords have to keep paying their mortgages. They have to keep paying insurance on the property. They are responsible for it. And if you make a situation where they never have to be paid, evidently ever again, at least for the foreseeable future, well, they are going to lose those properties. So and you can't just hide behind the, well, there's $46 billion. And we're going to do this and we're going to send it over there. And only a few percent has been really distributed. Well, then find a way to distribute it. Joe Biden, you're in charge of all this stuff, right? Your administration's in charge of all this stuff. So do something about that in order to make the people whole. Representative Cory Bush uh, Democrat of Missouri, this from the article, claimed that it, that if the Supreme Court, quote, thinks this partisan ruling is going to stop us from fighting to keep the people housed, they're wrong, unquote. Well, you know what? Again, I think they're setting this whole thing up such that they can continue to say things like that instead of actually fixing the problem. And this is the same old thing over and over and over again. And honestly, I think the American people are tired of it. They know what's going on and they see it. They also know that a lot of the money that came in as stimulus never went to go pay rent 
or even some portion thereof, because again, you can work with your land. This is what we said at the beginning of the pandemic. Work with your mortgage holder, your landlord. Do something. Don't just disappear off the radar. And then it gets to this point. But again, it's a political it's a political rallying cry then. And they use it. They're using these people for that. That's that's terrible. Okay, well, folks, as promised, let's listen into some of my appearance from earlier this morning on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Without further ado, take it away, Captain. What I said about Ida, Kyle, is we have a tropical depression. It's the one that's been hanging out there that everybody thought was going to go to the Yucatan. But it stayed in the warmer waters, and it's coming down the slot, we call it, the Caribbean Sea, not being disrupted by anything. And it's going to skirt the western end of Cuba, not the mountains, the western end of Cuba. And it's making a beeline for New Orleans, and it looks like Ida, Tropical Storm Ida, which is what it now is, it looks like it's going to be a major Category 3 hurricane come Sunday and Monday, striking New Orleans almost dead on. That's exactly right, Captain. They looked for landfall in the area west of New Orleans and east of Lake Charles uh, sometime Sunday afternoon or into the evening, and we understand that residents there in Louisiana can expect, get this, a storm surge of up to 11 feet Yeah, and 15 and, inches of rain. And to my friends there at Lake Pontchartrain and right there in Slidell, that means you guys have got to get the hell out of Dodge because you can't stand that kind of water. You know it, and I know it. So start making your plans. Start heading for higher ground. This is coming. No joke. It's coming right at you. Uh, Mobile, you could be getting some of this, too, uh, possibly even Pensacola. But depending on how far it stays over to the the middle of the bay, uh, we'll see what happens. And by the way, you know what's going to happen now? What's that? They're going to shut down the oil rigs out there because this will be a major storm. And the price of oil, if it hasn't already done so, will jump. Yes, well, gasoline too. Yeah, but don't wait. Don't wait is the message there. Yeah. All right. Well, let me see here. Uh, We've got Mike on a telephone from Clearwater. Let's go right straight to him uh, before we do what we're going to do. Okay, Mike, what's on your mind? Okay, good morning, Captain. Good morning, Kyle. Uh, It's been an awful day yesterday. You know, I'm convinced that every day that, uh, we're under this president, or President Biden is in office, we are just not safe. Um, I said the other night, or what was it, last night when I called, that I'm convinced that another 9-11 type thing, is, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. These people are now emboldened. Um, we pretty much look like you know, weaklings, the, the whole world is pretty much laughing at us and talking about what fools we are and how we spent gobs of money and, and, you know, countless numbers of lives lost and nothing to show for it. And I got to tell you, Kyle, if we can get through the next three years of this administration without nothing major happening, uh, knock on wood, I hope that's the case, but I'm going to consider that to be very lucky because... Things are not looking good. So what do you think, Kyle? Thank you so much. Well, uh, I think Mike might have been listening to our program last night, Kyle, but we certainly tackled this. Uh, We're going to tackle it again tonight. That's part of what we're going to do. But uh, And I'm going to use an expression, folks. I don't mean it literally. 
Joe Biden politically is a dead man walking. He is done. He is finished in politics. And if there's anybody that thinks that he's going to get his agenda through right now, they're out of their mind. Because all people are talking about wherever I've been, whether they've been in the military or not, is the 13 servicemen that were killed yesterday and the uh, 18 more that were wounded and the 72 civilians that were killed and the 100 or so that were wounded. Yes. And I, I just like to say, of course, it's so heartbreaking when we saw the news and saw the death toll continue to rise. Thirteen U.S. servicemen and captain, you know, it's men like that and women who join the forces and go overseas. They make it possible for us to say the pledge every night. That's, you know, how much they provide for us, and we just recognize them. But, you know, one something that Mike said about Joe Biden, just as he was talking, I, I continue to see in my mind's eye that image of Joe Biden putting his head down while getting a question from uh, Peter Ducey, and that the look of defeat on Biden's face, and when he did that, I think that said it all, Captain. Yeah, hold that thought. That was an embarrassing moment for the country and for the President of the United States to look like as if he had given up. Confidence didn't reign with that. And uh, what a shame. What a shame. We'll be back with more on the Captain's America Third Watch. Lots to talk about tonight. Your calls are always welcome. I'll be right back. This is Kyle Warren, the professor of politics. There's more of the Captain's America Third Watch coming up right after this short break. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug-In to E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. 
My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as uh, we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. Don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you can send me a direct message. You can also uh, find out more about the program. You can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and we welcome everybody who's joining us from Google Podcasts, from Apple Podcasts, from Podcast Republic, Spotify. The list goes on. And we really do thank you for checking in uh, with the show and for listening and for telling your friends about it. And folks, without further ado, let's get right back to my parents earlier this morning on the Captain. America Third Watch. Take it away, Captain. This is Kyle Warren, the professor of politics, and you're tuned in to the fastest growing overnight radio program in America, The Captain's America. Third Watch with host Captain Matt Bruce. Call us at 1-877-969-8600 or send us a direct message. Go to thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. That's thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. Take it away, Captain. Well, I think I will. Thank you very much, Kyle. And by the way, I've been telling you now for a little bit more than six years about Relief Factor and the success that I've had with it because of what it does for me. And uh, the truth is, I know that there's millions of people out there uh, all across the country and around the world <clears throat> that are struggle with some kind of pain. I, I know there is because I see them every day in my travels. You see them, too. Now, maybe it's from exercise or just getting older. Maybe it's from an old injury they've had, whatever it is. But I'll tell you what, I'm impressed so much with Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son team, because they are on a mission. And the mission they're on is to get people out of pain so they can get on with their life. Now, they're on a mission, and they're doubling down on that mission. They want to liberal, literally double their total number of happy customers this year through the rest of the year. And I believe they're going to do it. So here's the deal. If you're struggling with back, neck, shoulder, hip, knee pain, any kind of pain at all, even general muscle aches or pain, then I'm suggesting you order the three-week quick start from Relief Factor. Still discounted to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day to see if they can get you out of pain. And then after that, less than the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. Just go to relieffactor.com slash captain. That's relieffactor.com slash captain. And sign up for the three-week quick start. You've got nothing to lose but pain and everything to gain. relieffactor.com slash captain. It works for me. It'll work for you, too. All right, back to Kyle Warner, professor of politics. Hey, Kyle. Um, Before we go on here, um, I want to mention that... uh, the Capitol Police officer was identified yesterday, the one in the shooting. Uh, he was the black lieutenant. We heard the guy was a black lieutenant. His name is Michael Byrd. 
and uh, he's the one that killed Ashley Babbitt. We'll get into that discussion probably next hour, but uh, you had something you wanted to say, too? Well, that's right, Captain. Um, as we were watching the, the coverage of this and seeing the photographs and so forth, I wanted to ask you, because uh, you, you know a lot about this kind of stuff, and, of course, what we saw where these Marines were, they were along this wall. Now, there's a sewage drainage ditch that's yep. right there by the airport. Correct. And the people are standing in the sewage in the drainage ditch, and they're helping some over the wall. But we know that there were these uh, warnings that there was an imminent attack. We know that just from the news reports. But they, of course, on the ground would have also had, I think, more comprehensive threat assessments. What did they not do, or what were they kept from doing, do you think, that uh, that allowed this terrible tragedy to occur? Because it seems to me they would have beefed up security in some way, shape, or form. Well, the outer ridge of security was the Taliban's responsibility. That's where they were. They were on the outer ring, the furthest away from uh, the airport. Uh, and they were supposed to do the initial assessment. Now, they obviously missed whoever this was for whatever reason. But then this particular individual, the suicide bomber, got to the Afghan forces. And the Afghan forces missed this guy, too. They didn't check him. They didn't search him. They didn't nothing. And in he came. Now, when he detonated the bomb, and this was what was astounding to me, when he detonated the bomb, it looked like he detonated the bomb about 15 feet away from the first group of Marines that I saw standing there in a picture just before the, the picture went wacko. And the picture was also recorded by the Taliban, or I'm sorry, by the by the ISIS-K group. They put it out in the form of a tweet along with a picture of this bomber. And uh, it was it was just unbelievable. There, there was no uh, preventable body searching or anything like that. Again, wearing a bomb, wearing a suicide bomb, it's not like you got this big... Uh, thing on underneath because they wear loose clothing but there's got to be you got to search the people you got to do random searches right right well again you know we've been hearing all day too about the idea and i think a lot of people are pretty hopping mad joe biden evidently trusting the taliban basically to provide that outer ring of security and the taliban coming out and quote-unquote condemning the bombing but I don't think anybody's buying that at all. Well, they condemned the bombing and the deaths of the citizens, but not the deaths of the Americans. Right. It, it's just That was really, what I gathered out of it real quick. Well, it, it just the, the whole idea that somehow our forces, our fighting forces, are somehow at the uh, mercy of whether or not the Taliban checkpoints are, are administrated correctly, uh, this is simply just unacceptable, I think, to the American people. Well, I know that everybody I ran into yesterday, the phone calls I was getting, the text messages, the emails, all that that I was getting from regardless of what side of the political spectrum they were on, it didn't matter. Yesterday, we were all Americans. And I do mean yesterday, we were all Americans. And we're all Americans again today. And what we have to do as a group is we have to take the bull by the horns and start getting involved at the national level. Now, you can do it locally, but you've all got a telephone or somebody or some. if you don't, somebody near you does. You've got to start calling these members of Congress and tell them we are watching you. And I'm talking about your congressman, your congresswoman, and your senator. And I'm going to give you the numbers again. 
And veterans, you, I'm asking you to step up. I'm asking you guys, you men and women veterans, to step up and get involved. And I don't want to hear, my vote doesn't count. It's a, if you don't get involved, you don't even stand a rat's ass of a chance of getting anything done. So here we go. The number for your congressman or woman, 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. One more time. 202-224-3121. That's the congressional switchboard. Give them your zip code. You will get your congressman or woman. If all you do is, if all you're able to do is leave a voice message, then do that. If they're, they, you can't leave a voice message, then um, find out what the hell their address is and send them a card or a letter or something, anything. But get involved and let them know you're watching. Then you, we've got our senators. The number for the senators, the Senate switchboard, is 202-225-3121. That number again is 202-225-3121. One last time for the senator, 202-225-3121. Same thing. Give them your zip code, you get your senators. And we got two of them, so you'll get your choice of two to talk to. And if you can't leave a message with one, leave a message with the other, whatever. But let them know that you're mad as hell and you're, you're not going to take it anymore and you want something done. And by the way, if you want Joe, Joe Biden removed as president of the United States, tell them that. Because there's a movement afoot right now to impeach Joe Biden or to have him removed under the 25th Amendment. There's a movement afoot right now that's starting to pick up a little bit more steam, but they need more people behind them so more people will get involved. Maybe that's what it'll take. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? Well, I I do think that the um, congressional representatives and senators, they know that the political winds are changing very, very dramatically. Um, And uh, so they are going to listen to the constituencies, I believe, especially when they see on their televisions the Joe Biden that we saw yesterday at the podium. Okay, we got a caller here. Let me see. Okay, I believe I know who this is. 60 seconds, Todd in Tampa. Go for it. Let's get down to business, ladies and gentlemen. If the great Rush Limbaugh was alive today, he'd get up, he'd say, he'd say the following. There's only one solution to this problem, and that's the removal of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the reinstatement of the true winner, Donald John Trump. That's what he would say. And that, and that's the, that's the God's honest truth. The guys are just, the guys are na- national security threat and disaster, and he needs to be removed ASAP, okay? And, 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 and it's a disgrace what happened. And, and, you know, they try and say this is a disgrace to America. No, this is a disgrace by the Biden administration. This would never happen under Trump. Nothing like this ever happened under Trump, okay? And, and, and this, this administration is a total disaster and a disgrace to themselves. Not to the American, because because we we're not we, we we're not we're not a decision but we can't make these these decisions that are that are purposely made against the will of the American people and against our soldiers against our own military. That's that, that these guys they hate God. Don't, don't, don't you think they hate us? Hello, McFly, wake up. Okay, this, this, this he needs to be removed. Stand up for our country. Stand up for our cops and stand up for our Lord and Savior. You preachers, get off the bench and get in the game. Peace. All right, thank you, and that's Todd in Tampa. Uh, Short and sweet, Kyle. Here comes the music. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, more. And uh, if you want to opine, the number is 877-969-8600. Mike Gallagher is going to take us to break. 
We're going to tell you about Glenn Beck. There's a story about him. He's gotten about 5,000 people out, but he's having a little bit of a problem right now. So, Kyle, you hang on. And, folks, I'll be right back with more right after this break. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Why shotgun? Why shotgun? All right. Thank you so much, Captain Matt Bruce. Always a pleasure, folks. Thanks for listening on this Friday slash weekend edition. We will see you on the radio tonight and right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.